0: It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to buy by the Playground
1: Rules. Okay, we are back. Welcome to Playground Rules, a different kind of basketball podcast for a different <laughs> kind of basketball fan. That's a great tagline. Thank you. Yeah. My name is Herb, and I am joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host, Soon to be employed art. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully soon to be employed. It
0: looks it's looking good.
1: I, I I'm rooting for you, buddy. Thanks. How are you otherwise? Yeah. I'm good. Uh I saw you less than twenty four hours ago. Yeah. We went and saw a movie yesterday that was quite good. Quite good. We saw The Black Panther. We did. And uh man, I mean I gen- generally like the Marvel movies. I, I usually see most of them in the theater, and uh, I'm, I'm generally pretty entertained by them, but I, I thought this was like a whole other level of quality. I thought it was uh, just so well written, uh, so so well performed. all the actors were great. Um, and just just the way they kind of capture the essence of the character was was really, really impressive and uh, very entertaining.
0: Yeah, so I definitely agree with all that. That the two things I think I would add are, um, and and I said this uh, uh, to a lot of folks, including you, I think last night, um, one who were with us. One of the, um, you know, the Marvel movies are consistently entertaining, like you said, um, and they vary in level of that. And this yeah. I think is probably the most, enter- if not the most, one of the top couple most entertaining. But what sets this one apart for me is that it's also about something. Like, Uh none of the Marvel movies have had anything to say about anything. Like, they're just fun, right? They have some vague, you know, like, let's all be a team and oh. Yeah, they
1: they have a very, like, uh, very basic, childish morality. Yeah. Uh,
0: This one, on the other hand, was talking about colonialism, talking about slavery, was talking about freedom, was talking about refugees, was talking about various kinds of um, of, um, uh, supremacy, was talking about... uh, you know, a lot I was, of like I was really
1: surprised there. with how far it went with that stuff because yeah. there's definitely going to be some backlash. You know,
0: that oh, movie will not
1: be entertaining to uh, 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 people of a certain mentality. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad that they did it because I, I I pretty much agreed with what that film had to say. But man, they they didn't pull any punches.
0: No, and so that gets to my second point, which is that um, one of the challenges that Marvels had. Lately, is that they've had this desire to hire sort of more, whatever word you want to use, indie auteurist you know, singular vision directors. Uh-huh. Um, I'm thinking mainly of like, say, Edgar Wright for Ant Man. Well, he he left the project. I know this is felt, my point. Yeah. So yeah. he left, and there was a, another person. I think a, a woman who was working on Captain Marvel who also left, if I'm remembering correctly. But like, they've had a problem keeping these directors, and even maybe some earlier in the process. And the common uh, criticism from the directors has been that it's they did not feel like it was possible to do something that was theirs um, mm-hmm. inside of this massive studio machine. And so for Black Panther, the director is Ryan Coogler who made uh, Fruitvale and uh, Creed. Creed, yeah. And, and is both the director and credited co-screenwriter, as he has been screenwriter on all of his films. And the fact that he got to make a Ryan Coogler film, you know, because like I told... Uh, um, my fiance, who came to the movie with us, that he had made Fruitvale, and she was like, "Oh, that makes like a lot of sense." Yeah, like not only Michael B. Jordan, obviously, but also just like in the end that it's you dealing know, with, and Oakland, the, 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 and, all the
1: scenes, and yeah, America are set in Oakland pretty much. And, yeah. And, uh yeah.
0: So I just found it like it, it really surprising that you know this many films in, and maybe that's what it took. Marvel finally found the cover to to do a project uh, like this, and I think it's just going to be. I mean, I was walking down the street. In Oakland today, and there was a guy wearing a full Black Panther outfit walking around. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is going to be like massively successful. But, yeah, there were there were a
1: ton of people at the theater. I I yeah. I, I saw a Star Wars on opening night, and there was a huge line for that the the screening that I went to. But otherwise, yeah. the theater was kind of quiet. This the whole theater was packed. They must oh, yeah, have been showing it, it on like four or five screens.
0: They were. There were three at the same exact time we were seeing ours. Yeah, yeah. it was in. It was just packed. There were people everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And groups are getting together to go see. I mean, I think people are viewing this as kind of like an important film. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. Like, I mean, the superhero genre has kind of eaten a lot of cinema. Um, and there are, and that's not the first time this has happened. This happened with Westerns. This happened with Noirs. This this mm-hmm. happens, right? People get mm-hmm. a taste for something and it's just everywhere. But um, what you see is that a few really rise to the top where the where they're trying, to where they're using the form as a form, but not... Only as an exercise in the genre, like they're doing something with it. And I absolutely feel like that happened here. I think there's also a ton of potential for you know, future films here and, and all, all this kind of stuff. But it just felt really fresh and it felt, and it was just incredibly, incredibly well done. And really, not, I don't have any, uh, really anything negative to say except that I, we, we were sitting in like the third row because of a really dumb movie. Theater policy that is dumb. Yeah, and I really want to see it again, uh, not sitting in the third row. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll probably go see it again. Um, I, I've yeah. already told a few friends how much I enjoyed it, and, and they they are eager to see
0: it. So well, I'll I can probably... think of friends of ours that would love to go see that with you.
1: Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah. The, the the only other thing I'd say about it is like sure. I was getting a little weary. Uh, as much as I do enjoy those movies, it feels like they they lean more and more into comedy. Mm. Um, you know, like the last like four or five, pretty much yeah, ever Ragnarok since Guardians of the Galaxy, the that, right? yeah, they're very entertaining films, but they're more comedies than anything else. Yeah, you they're know, action they have, comedies. Yeah, and and that's fine, but it gets I don't know, it gets to be a little one notey, and uh, it was just it was just great to see a film that had some some weight to it um, in in that genre. You know, it, it kind of felt like these these movies are becoming so disposable and and light. Um, and to actually be so entertained and also kind of challenged a little bit by by a superhero movie was like really refreshing.
0: I completely agree, and I want to, but I want to also say with that that they managed to do that while remaining not falling into like the grim and gritty '90s trap of like thinking that depth is darkness. Sure, yeah, <laughs> or really the Zack Snyder trap, we should call it. Um, yeah. This is like a very bright, like light-hearted in some ways, deep. And dark in other ways, like a very balanced film. Like a very there are very many humorous film. moments for sure. Yeah, totally. And but right. it still manages to have that depth. And so I'm really glad they didn't just descend into like just relentless darkness. You know, and yeah. they really didn't. I I I mean, I can't wait to watch it again. I I have a um a letterbox list of all the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this is now number one for me. Oh, wow, well, so, huh? yeah. So the uh, so the villain
1: can... also uh really Excellent. really well drawn, and yeah. he he really you know. It's hard to completely dismiss his his point of view. You know the the, the way he's going about uh, trying to achieve it is obviously bad, and yeah, you for him to come down. Sure. But like, uh, he's a uh, he definitely has some pretty good points. You know, and you kind of you feel sort of sympathy for him, despite the fact that he's
0: pretty evil. Absolutely, and in fact, uh, I don't. You know, I don't want to get into spoilers, but um, it, it made his point of view making sense. Made certain things that happened, uh around that make more sense than they might have otherwise like mm-hmm. certain things that could have been just uh, useful for as a plot device uh, mm-hmm. actually worked for me because i was like okay um they had set it up really well like we knew because uh, the, the one criticism that um that daria had was that she felt like it was a little the plot was a little predictable which uh-huh. is fair like you kind of know pretty quickly like who everyone's gonna be but then the the way it plays out is uh, as you said like really thoughtful and stuff so I, I didn't think it mattered but they set up really nicely like certain things happening that otherwise could have been really like you know do sex machina e yeah whatever. i uh
1: i just really really adored it um yeah and uh yeah i can't wait to see it again and and, and yeah i think i think we would both say you know go go see it
0: absolutely and see it in a the theater because it's also beautiful oh gorgeous yeah it's shockingly shockingly beautiful yeah so i, I just really, really great. Yeah. We, that's not the only thing. So I'm going to switch around the things we were going to talk about this week because okay. that is not the only thing that we saw of note in the theater together last night, is it? Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, uh... <laughs>
1: I'm so excited. <laughs> so, uh, we saw many trailers. We did. Most By of the them way, awful. Do you have any idea what that a wrinkle in time
0: is about? Oh, yeah, so my, my sibling was a huge fan of those books when I was a kid. Um so it's, it's like a, a series of books? Yeah, it's a YA series called A Wrinkle in Time, obviously by an author named Madeline Langle that was like super popular in like the ni- probably 90s. Um, I've never read any of them, but uh, uh, like I said, my, my sibling's a huge, huge fan. Um, I actually kind of do want to read them. And um, People were uh, applauding. When the trailer came up, the, the, the theater dude, started super clapping. super popular. Yeah. yeah. Um, there actually have already been film adaptations before, mm-hmm. or at least one. There was, like, a television film. But, yeah, it's there's also a, a comic book adaptation. Like, it's it's really, really, really popular. I believe that it's – I believe it's a series. Uh, all I know maybe it's is – just one book. There's a, a girl, and her
1: dad is a scientist, and he yeah. disappears because of some sciency things. And then
0: there's all these, like, magical superpower people that are trying to help the daughter find her dad. Yeah, as I recall, one of the things that was notable about it was that when it came out it was unusual that it was a kind of a life fantasy novel with a um female uh lead. Uh-huh. And I think that, you know, so many of them have male leads and I think especially male kid like like boys and to have a girl I think was a big deal. Yeah. Then now that has since I think changed a lot. You've got a lot of other stories where have come from that. Um it's also
1: that does make me want to say one one other thing about Black
0: Panther is the, the female oh, the, characters oh my are God. excellent. excellent yeah. That's characters. something else Daria mentioned, and she actually made a really, really excellent point that I wanted to bring up, which was that not only is the book full of just incredibly strong uh, women who are never really... It's never really like, pushed in your face at all. They're just there. They're just doing it. In, that, in yeah. the Black Panther. Yeah, in the Black Panther, but yeah, also yeah. Uh, that main general lady, the, the yeah. warrior, she's an incredible badass, and all those ladies are badasses, and they don't have... Uh, uh, dude's superpowers or suit yeah yeah like they're just doing their thing yeah they're just like really really great some of the best
1: action in that movie is, is is with those women
0: and isn't it amazing that they do that they it's not even like it would be i mean depending on who you are you will either more be noticing that or not but like they don't a lot of things in this movie a lot of things like they're not it's not it's not uh very um preachy at all like, they're not going, look, there's a bunch of really strong women. Ugh. Yeah, they, they're not patting themselves on the back for that stuff at all. They just did it. Yeah. You know? And I mean, they and the, the other thing, too, that I really like about the movie is that um, there's such a, uh, like, post-colonialist, whatever you want to call it, assumption of, like, technology and a European society being, like, permanently linked. That like What I mean by that is that um, technology had to develop in exactly the way it did. Cities so had to develop in exactly the way they did. Um, and to see a vision of what an unmolested African city that developed technology on its own, you know, in this way, the the design of that yeah, was so interesting. Very well, very well conceived. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool.
1: But, yeah, so we're in cool time. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, actually. I want to read strong, the book. female protagonist. Hm.
0: I want to read the book. I, uh, I just
1: of... – I've seen that trailer so many times now, and I just mm-hmm. – every time I see it, I'm like, I guess this looks cool, but I really – can't tell what this is about
0: well i don't think it's for yeah clearly it's for the fans right it's like a very fan fan uh what is it called fan service fan service yeah it's a very fan service trailer which is a problem because maybe they just think there's enough fans they don't need to by the way it was really funny to me that in that trailer they said the disney logo came up and then there were giant words saying from the studio that bought brought you like the jungle book and the little mermaid i'm like do you really need to explain to people who disney is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like oh man the producer of you know whatever whatever it's like what is happening here yeah you know yeah. i
1: mean that's they've been doing that stuff for years and i'm sure they'll continue uh <clears throat> continue to do it no doubt they said um, on the trailer
0: that i was talking about
1: they said the jungle book and beauty and the Beast. beauty and the Beast. Specifically, oh so they're talking about the live action ones aren't they? yeah they're invoking the live action stuff which is yeah, okay, very one. successful beauty um but yeah we did see another trailer as well
0: we did uh, <laughs> i'm so excited
1: <laughs> I know you're not excited at all. I'm so excited. I'm 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 excited. I'm going to go see it. I just I thought it looked kind of bad.
0: It you looks awful. Thought it looked kind of good. No, no, no,
1: no. I thought it looked awful, but oh, awful okay. in a really, really good way. We should say that we're talking about the Uncle Drew film starring Kyrie Irving, Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Mm -hmm. Chris Webber, Reggie Mm -hmm. Miller, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson! (laughs) How the hell did Seattle Zone, Nate Robinson, get into this movie? This is amazing. It's definitely like one of these things is not like the other, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's all these, like, you know, Hall of Famers, and then Nate
0: Robinson... But just, to, just for anyone who doesn't know, and but please go watch this trailer. This is, and even if you, and I can't imagine any of our listeners are not familiar with the Uncle Drew persona, but basically, all of these characters so, like you said, uh, Kyrie, Shaq, Reggie Miller, uh, uh, Nate Robinson, and Chris uh, <laughs> Weber are playing elderly gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, who were once Rucker Park legends. And, they're and sort of are getting now the, getting the band back together exactly to to go dominate basketball. But so it's it's a in his prime, Kyrie Irving like crossing over fools like dominating on a playground. I mean, Rucker Park is like a legend, but you know, dominating on a street game as while in old man makeup. Yeah. So the first time they did it, um, it was a Pepsi commercial. Kyrie
1: Irving directed it, and Incredible. they genuinely. Uh, uh didn't tell any of these people that were playing at a park that it was Kyrie irving and he, <laughs> he looked like an old man and it's, it's pretty amusing um yeah i don't know i don't know how well the joke is going to sustain for uh, uh an hour and a half or something
0: yeah i mean that movie chris weber like did not like even look like chris
1: weber minutes. oh lisa leslie's in it too
0: yeah yeah and apparently aaron Gordon.
1: Aaron Gordon, yeah, he's in the trailer. You see him dunk in
0: the trailer. Yeah, well, we were very, very close, as I said. But uh, that's amazing. Like, so uh, Chris Webber, you can—he's the only one that I couldn't tell through the makeup.
1: Oh really? Oh, like you didn't see that it was Chris Webber?
0: I mean, they said it was Chris Webber, so I yeah. knew who it was. But like, it didn't look like Chris Webber to me. Whereas like Reggie Miller is and Shaq are. like, Man, that joke about Shaq being Wolverine, holy sh- man, that was that pretty was bad. Good. I thought no, uh, I love it. I'm so I, excited. Yeah,
1: I think, um, you know, Shaq has been in a lot of movies, but he's not really that good of an actor. Uh, no. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, then, I don't, I mean, none of those guys have been in movies, really, so. Boy, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. What, I We're going to see, but we will be there to see. What is your favorite basketball movie? And you can't say Hoop Dreams.
0: Uh, <laughs> I could say Hoop Dreams. That's a great movie. But... <laughs> Um, that is a really, really great question. There's, I mean, well, let's run through the, the the list of contenders here. There's, obviously, there's Space Jam. Thunderstruck. There's, Kevin <laughs> Durant. there's the fish that saved P- Pittsburgh. There's uh, Hoosiers. Yeah. There's uh, Blue Chips. He Got Game. He Got Game.
1: White Men Can't Jump. White Men Can't Jump is probably my favorite. I thing. think it's like, I think White Men Can't Jump is clearly, clearly... Just the, best the level of those, above the rest of, of those, those movies. movies. Yeah, it's the it's one extremely great entertaining film
0: of all yeah. of those. Yeah. White Man Can't Jump is so good. Oh, oh Air Bud! Don't forget about Air Bud. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out there? If you think of a basketball movie we didn't think of that's better than White Man Can't Jump, uh, shout it at the clouds. as <laughs> be You know, I watched
1: uh, Thunderstruck because I'm a masochist. I don't think I've never even seen that one. It's so bad. Do, do you know the premise?
0: No, I've never heard of it.
1: So it's um, it's. There's this kid who wishes – he's, like, this, like, little hapless, unathletic student that wants to be good at basketball. Yeah. And uh, through the magic of, like, static electricity, he somehow, like, uh, in in an interaction with uh, Kevin Durant, gains Kevin Durant's basketball
0: skills. And Durant now cannot play. I'm looking at the summary. Yeah. This is amazing. What – That's amazing. Oh, Thunderstruck. Mm, Okay. Uh, Did not hear about this one. It came out five years ago, six years ago. Never heard about it. I watched it on uh, HBO, and uh, it is probably the worst of these movies. Kevin Durant apparently said, I'm never acting again after (laughs) Thunderstruck. Yeah, it's really bad. Space
1: Jam, I think, he, is pretty bad. People, people really love it for nostalgic reasons. Yeah, yeah, people love really it
0: for nostalgic reasons. They don't have. It's, probably haven't watched it in twenty years. It's Kevin not funny. Durant, yeah. By the way, said that Kazam was better than Thunderstruck.
1: I'm gonna. I've seen Kazam, and I'm gonna agree with them. Kazam is really bad, but it's not as bad as Thunderstruck.
0: Amazing. I'm probably not gonna watch Thunderstruck. i will be honest with you. I'm glad you yeah. did. It. You did it for all of us.
1: Don't uh, don't bother. It's there's like there's that. nothing redeeming about it. Um, yeah. It's not even so bad that it's good. It's just like a really... It's like so bad that it's come back around again to bad. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, Yeah. Uncle Drew in theaters this June. Yeah, and we will watch it and we will tell you
0: how it is. So keep tuned to this station.
1: Maybe over the summer we should do like a basketball movie a week to get through the uh, idea Because then we keep doing this. And then we can watch Thunderstruck.
0: And then we – I really don't want to watch Thunderstruck. We'll, 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 let's see if we can find 12 others, and if not, we'll do Thunderstruck. <laughs> There's,
1: <laughs> There's a nice Semi-Pro one. with Will Ferrell.
0: Oh, there is – Oh, and a Basketball.
1: That's not really a basketball movie.
0: Uh, we've got to watch it to determine that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I like that movie. I'm happy to watch it. Yeah. Uh, anyway.
0: Semi-pro. I've seen Semi-Pro. But anyway.
1: I've seen Semi-Pro. It's, yeah. it's, it's okay. It's a Will Ferrell
0: movie. Yeah, Will Ferrell sure had this like of
1: some of streak of doing these movies that all basically had the same plot. It was someone in a uh, like a high-profile field, Anchorman, Talladega yep. Nights. Yep. Uh, there's Declare. a few other ones, and I can't remember uh, off Blade the top Declare. of my head what they are. But it's you know they have this extremely visible public breakdown, and then yeah. they redeem themselves. And like they redeem. Them. It's the a little like heck. Dodgeball, which he was you know, is not a Will Ferrell movie is, of a similar vein. Uh, no, Dodgeball is more of a straightforward underdog sports movie. Yeah, I guess that's true. I like dodgeball, by the way. I also like beer fest, but you know, dodge I, dodgeball is a great movie. It's very yeah. funny. I think that's yeah. a great, great comedy.
0: Okay, so basketball. I think we're right around our usual halfway through the podcast time. Yeah, I think we kind of went all along there, but you know,
1: Black Panther is a great movie, and I was happy to to devote some time to it. That's so good. But it's yeah, nice we so do good. have some basketball stuff to talk about, like do. the least surprising but still kind of depressing uh, news of the last week: uh, the Jazz. Yeah. Uh, Acquired Derrick Rose in the uh, massive blockbuster Cleveland uh, trade deadline trade and uh, waived him. or released Yeah, and him. as
0: far as I know, he remains unsigned. Yeah, so he's probably not going to get another gig, right? Uh, there were rumors that various teams were looking around. People were saying maybe Minnesota. I heard Minnesota. I also heard the Wizards. Uh, but... Um, Nothing's happened, and that's been... It hasn't been that long, maybe a, like less than a week, probably. Uh-huh. But, I mean, when was he released? The 11th, and it's the 60. So five days. He's got nothing. I mean, maybe G League, China. I mean, the thing about this is... It, remind me. Derrick Rose was MVP... I think it was the 2011 season. The same yeah. year that Thunderstruck came out. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> Thunderstruck fun. came out in 2012. Oh, Derrick Rose was the MVP in 2011. He has not played a meaningful, high-level minute of basketball, basically, almost. I mean, little flashes, but nothing serious since then. At some point, you have to say, it's not coming back. The dude is, first of all, years... I mean, he's still only 29, but, I mean, mm-hmm. it's been seven years. He's an old 29. He's a very old 29, and, it's. I mean, it's just been seven years. Like I, I mean, it sucks. It's, like, super depressing. He was a great player who, uh, you know, just had he's one of the well, luckily we luckily he's notable because we don't get as many injury destruction career destruction destroying injuries anymore as we used uh-huh. to but he's probably not coming back and given his uh lack of um and i would be the same way but given his apparent lack of ability to accept this and what has happened to him and change up who he is and what he does you know he hasn't really shown i mean you know he's Obviously, left the team to decide if he was going to even keep playing basketball. And had ankle problems this year. Yeah, and he, he just no showed a game last year when he was with New York. Exactly. Like he just doesn't show any indication that he can transition this. Now I keep hoping. We all keep hoping. That's why we're still talking about it.
1: Yeah. You know, there's but there's
0: obviously uh, the road's
1: running out. Concerns, character concerns, and and and, and other issues besides his basketball ability. Yeah, yeah um, that's also true. Yeah. You know, maybe he'll get another gig. Maybe he'll uh, uh, kind of. Find like a, a uh, off the bench kind of smaller role in a team and thrive in that, but it, it's not looking too good for Derek Rose. Uh, no, it
0: feels is, like a year. In, it feels like a year abroad with a possibility of maybe coming back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if he will be able to do that.
0: You know, he uh,
1: he still views himself as uh, kind of a similar player to what he was in his prime, and, and
0: yeah. obviously he just doesn't doesn't have that anymore. Which I would t- – I mean, that's what I'm saying. I would not handle this bet well either. I mean, you know, it's – there's nothing harder. I mean, we see this even with athletes who just are – need – it's time to retire, right? It's just really yeah. hard to accept that you can no longer do the things that you – especially because he he can some of the time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not gone all the time. It's, it's, it's not like that.
1: It's like when Kobe's last few years, you know, he still wanted to be the superstar center of the team, and he, he didn't have the ability – when his uh, uh, skills had waned slightly, just due to age, you know, he didn't have the ability to uh, share some of some ownership of the team. It always had to be his team. He just he could not let it go.
0: You know. Yeah. Here you look at Tim Duncan as the greatest example. Of you see as his career, you know, starting out uh, at you know learning the ropes, then becoming the unquestioned best player. The entire team was around, run around him for years and years and years. And then, as he diminished, other people picked up the thing, and he transitioned to a support role and kept yeah. playing at a very high level, but at a support level for years. You know who else
1: is doing that? Is Terry uh, uh, Tony Parker on this? Also Tony on Parker, the yeah. The Spurs do
0: this better than maybe anybody. Graciously
1: um, giving off his his starting role because yeah. uh, he just doesn't and have
0: quite the uh, the skills to pay them bills, but still finding ways to be uh, helpful to the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um so But it's yeah. sad. We feel sad. Although S- yeah. Whatever. S- good speaking luck of speaking of sad stories,
1: uh, uh yeah. Isaiah Thomas is a Laker.
0: Yeah, which, you know,
1: has looked okay. Uh did you see his stat line from last night? Uh no. Not good. No. Uh more more akin to what we
0: were seeing in Cleveland. Uh Let's I believe he had see. oh, seven points, five five assists. Seven points, five okay, assists, is one block, one rebound. 20 percent 20 percent yeah not in 25 minutes not great in a loss to the T wolves yeah yeah but i mean let's just remember that this is probably a two-year injury um what sucks for him is that he's also 29 and is not going to get anything we've talked about this almost ad nauseum, but he's not going to get the contract he thought and we feel bad for him but that's
1: we feel very bad for isaiah thomas for sure we do um he had a really, really uh, nasty interaction with Rondo. Uh, he sure did. Which was confirmed, the by the way, to be about the tribute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy. It's just, yeah. I know, we, we talked about it last week, and we don't have to harp on it about it, but it, it really bums me out, you know? Because yeah. I feel like he kind of got scapegoated in the whole Cleveland thing. Yeah. And, I don't know, he seems like just like a really nice guy, and he does talk a lot, but... You know, he's got a chip on his shoulder, um, and they loved him in Boston for all those qualities, and now he's kind of seen as, like, this, like, almost uh, an antagonistic presence in the NBA, and I, I just think it's a bummer. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, It. you know who does not seem like a super nice guy? Rajon Rondo? Rajon Rondo. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's definitely kind of a jerk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, seems like a jerk. Yeah, I don't know why he... he has such an issue with Isaiah. I mean, I know Isaiah.
0: I know why he has such an issue with Isaiah.
1: Because they liked Isaiah more in Boston than they like Rondo?
0: Yeah, and <laughs> because because Rondo was there for six years, won a title, and uh, they didn't do a tribute video for Rondo when he came back, as far as I know. They did. Oh, did they? Okay, yeah. well... I don't think he thought that – because, you know, he's all like, oh, we don't celebrate getting to – like, I just think he he's jealous. Like, he feels like every – he was never the guy that – you never went to a Celtics game. I mean, I don't actually know this because w- I've never been to a Celtics game, but I w- uh-huh. cannot imagine you ever went to a Celtics game and saw a plurality of Rondo jerseys.
1: That's not true. Uh, uh, towards towards plurality. the end – Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, he was he was really beloved in Boston. The thing is, he kind of quit on the team, and when he left, he – kind of smugly admitted that he hadn't really been playing defense and he's like oh I'm really excited to be in Dallas and, and mm. really excited to sort of commit to basketball again and, and that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way um, All right. and then you know he's he's done some things since then that have been very unendearing you know uh, uh, homophobic epithets uh, yes. things like that you know so he just he's he famously of, a difficult guy yeah famously a difficult guy but yeah. in his peak Boston years, he was very, very popular. Um, okay, well, you're our Boston expert. You know, the last few, the last few years of the uh, uh, big, big three um, era, I, I would argue that Rondo was was at times their most popular player because he—that's when he was doing like transcendent stuff. But more popular than KG or Pierce, he was the one that people were excited to see what he was going to do. Crazy, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Isaiah. Um we'll, we'll try not to talk about this too much in the coming weeks. It's just it's just tough, yeah. you know. We'll talk about it in the summer. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, speaking of players uh, going to new teams, uh, Joe Johnson signed with the Rockets.
0: Yeah. Not not where I was hoping he would sign, but yeah. Where did, the did the you Rockets hope did. he'd end up? Uh, that is a great question that I should have an answer for because I just said I was hoping he wouldn't sign with the Rockets. What was the other team he was considering signing with?
1: Um, I, remember. I, I remember think being like- they were saying maybe the Celtics and maybe uh,
0: was it Minnesota? Maybe I think it was Minnesota, and yeah. I would rather he signed with Minnesota. That would be cool. Yeah, but, I just don't like the Rockets. Like, uh, not the franchise people. The franchise is fine. I'm just not a James Harden fan. Sure, sure. Um, do you think they have any chance against the Warriors in the, playoffs? the Rockets? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, they're what is that ridiculous number? Twenty eight and one. With the with the three guys healthy, yeah. I mean, I thought. I did you read Kevin? Lo, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin, did you read Zach Lowe's uh, ten things today? I did not. No. So he talks about this uh, at length, and I agree with him that um, this this uh, this this Rockets core is getting like legit. You know, you can't really argue twenty eight and one is hard to argue with. It's no longer like a small sample size. And I, I, just think that um, they've done. They played the Warriors really well. I don't think that they'd be favored by any means. I think sure, the Warriors sure. are still the favorites. But if there's a team that, if there's a team in the league that could, could do it, uh, given the weird up and down play of the Warriors, who are fine. I'm not saying and they'll walk in injured. in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, they'll be fine. But like, yeah, no, I think that Rockets are, and I think that's going to be, you know, I think this is going to be one of those years that shows why um, conference seedings for the playoffs are dumb. Yeah, I I think uh, yeah they're they're clearly clearly
1: uh, the, the two best teams teams. team in, yeah. in the league. Um,
0: so that should be the final.
1: And after that, it's not really close. Um, no, no. So yeah, I I'm not I don't know how much of a chance I'd give them in the playoffs yet, but the, the numbers are very impressive.
0: Yeah, and I'm not uh, saying like it's, I'm not saying they have a huge chance. I'm just saying they have a chance. I no, no, know,
1: I, they, I hear what you're saying. I'm not I'm yeah. not trying to put words in your mouth. Hey, hey, stop putting these words <laughs> of yours in my mouth. And uh, Joe Johnson, you know, that's a that's a nice pickup for them. You know, by the he's, way, I am can, a, I love Joe
0: Johnson. Yeah, going no all the way back
1: to the Suns, he can hit shots. He can. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a really good player, and uh, he is old, but in, in a bench role, I think he's he's going to be uh he's going to be good for them.
0: By all accounts, a great locker room guy too.
1: Speaking of guys who have not been good for their team, um, <laughs> Markle Fultz uh, continues to be uh, heavily, heavily scrutinized. Uh, by people as he's trying to kind of get himself into playing shape. And uh it's it's weird. Um yeah, I feel like that
0: guy with the Britney video like leave Markel alone. Like who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like he if you're playing, then let's talk about you. He's not playing. Like yeah, the, the reason the reason why people are talking about it so much is is to, to
1: be slightly charitable to all these people who are obsessing over Marco faults. Um, his shot does look really, really broken and it is kind of weird, but, but yeah, he's not playing, he's 19 years old and, uh, I, I agree with JJ Reddick. like people need to like, just, just focus on the people that are playing, um, and, and let the guy do what he needs to do to get in basketball shape, you know,
0: this guy is, is just a kid, um, yeah, obviously something happened, we don't all know, we don't all need to know, it's not our right to know, uh-huh. right? He, yeah. He apparently probably I mean think about how different this would be if he had never stepped on the court. Right? This is like the third or fourth year that the 76ers have had a rookie who didn't play. Yeah, this is their MO. Like this is what they do and yeah. it seems to work for them. Yeah. So like yeah. it we wouldn't even be talking about this if it was if he had never played. Mhm. So I I just don't I just think you know it's a. He's obviously got some problems. When he comes and plays, we will determine what his deal is. Yeah, but he, you know, he hasn't played. I just don't. I, I just don't know what to say about someone who's. I mean, the dude's obviously injured and dealing with that. And people just want to believe that there's some like there's like conspiracy. A, people are seeing a conspiracy
1: in this. You know, it's like oh, he's not really hurt. It's all mental. What's wrong with
0: him? Is he crazy? And it's like maybe it is. That happened with the, remember yeah. that guy Royce White. Yeah, yeah. Like, that can happen, too. And if yeah. it happens, it happens. But that's the, that's Markel Fultz and the Sixers' problem.
1: I I completely agree. Um, I and I feel, even though I don't really like the 76ers, because they're a, a division rival for sure. the Celtics, uh, I, I, I just can't help but feel bad for this kid. Um,
0: yeah, he's just a kid.
1: Yeah. I saw him uh, 18, uh, in the yeah. summer league. and uh, You thought he looked great. Yeah, he looked great. He was a, yeah. a really, uh, really exciting player to watch. Uh, um, and I hope we get to see that player at some point. I'll tell you who else looked good in summer league was Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Yo. Do you think uh this is this is kind of like a uh as as the the uh Jazz are playing really well. People are starting to suggest that uh there might be a rival f- uh for rookie of the year for Ben Simmons. Do you think do
0: you think Donovan Mitchell's putting himself in the conversation? He's having a, a hell of a year. Yeah. I mean, he really really is. This is pretty great. I am Tend to say no uh-huh that ben simmons is still um but it's not as it, the, the numbers are a lot closer than they were um, i think uh i think it's going to
1: be interesting um as yeah. the season winds down to see who who emerges as the best rookie because uh yeah donovan donovan mitchell is just playing such fantastic basketball
0: the big the big uh thing for me right now would be that um I mean, their PER, which is not, you know, the world's greatest stat, but it's pretty a- equivalent, and uh-huh. Mitchell's scoring a few more points per game, but Ben Simmons has almost double the assists and rebounds per game. Yeah. Now, of course, he's also six foot ten, but, you know, that's part of the deal, right? So, and he also plays point guard, and Donovan Mitchell's officially a super shooting guard, but like, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think Ben Simmons is still, I, you know, probably the winner, but yeah, it's certainly more of a conversation. For a long part of the season, it looked like, but Simmons has had six triple doubles this season, uh huh. Like I mean, that's just that's ridiculous, right? Yeah, yeah he's, he's
1: he's he's obviously uh, they're both very special talents, and yeah. Uh, yeah, when when you factor in the the kind of the, the totality of their games, Simmons does do a little bit of everything, and and yeah. Donovan Mitchell, while a really good defender, uh, is not uh, not the facilitator or rebounder that uh, Simmons
0: is. No, but it, it's certainly it's awesome that we even have a conversation because you know. It did not—I don't know. I'm just so sick of hearing about these insanely great drafts, and then it's like, where the heck are all these players, you know? Like, can just remember that these are rookies that— traditionally, rookies, except for a very elite special few, do not do anything to, you know, substantively change their franchise futures as a rookie. Yeah. Like, let's just remember that. It takes years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. sometimes it takes changes of scenery. Sometimes—a lot of players never get there. Like, it used to be like— Basically, if you were the number one pick, there was an expectation you would come in immediately, which was definitely proven wrong by people like Michael Olawakandy. But, um, (laughs) you know, below number one, it was like, well, yeah, it's going to take some time. And I just think we've gotten so spoiled. You know, it's like in the NFL where now rookies are starting at quarterback, which would never have happened in the past. I just, you know, and people aren't even staying in college. Like some of those rookies in the past that were coming in and and lighting it up were not playing one year at college. I, I just, you know, I just think it's stupid. But yeah, so it's really great that we have some really high quality. We've we have, we have a year. tremendous, tremendous uh draft class this year and yeah. with a with a couple of really, really special players at the top. Yeah. Um yeah, but I mean, fun. you know, your Jason Tatums and Donovan Mitchells and Ben Simmons are just I mean, I know Ben Simmons was drafted the year before, but he's part of this, you know, rookie yeah. class. Yeah. It's just it's great. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um
1: speaking of things that I'm sick of hearing about, <laughs> uh in a in a game against the Phoenix Suns, uh On Monday, Um, Steve Kerr allowed his players to kind of coach the game. And he uh, sure did. This became somewhat of a controversy uh, because people felt like it was disrespectful. And uh, for a day or two, it's all anyone seemed to want to talk about as far as as NBA stuff went. Um, I guess the first thing I would say is that I don't really care about this story at all. (laughs) It's just another it is to me a little obnoxious though. Um not not because it's disrespectful, um but it's just like that's that's just like the, just the nature of the warriors, you know. This is why I hate this team so much. It's like they're they're that good and they're that stacked that they can do things that would be seen as pretty reckless in any other
0: on another team, you know. Yeah, I mean, my feelings about the the disrespect angle are if the coach of the opposing team doesn't feel disrespected, then shut up, sure. but. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the Warriors, yeah, I mean, I thought Durant actually put it pretty well. Everyone loves hating the Warriors. We are part of everyone. We love hating the Warriors. But mostly, what what you and I hate is the oxygen they take, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just don't care about this. Like, it's a really long season. If this was some other team, people would think it was fun or funny or interesting. It's just like, who cares? like yeah. who cares i get it it's a long season we need something to talk about but like and i bet there were people i didn't see anyone being like eh, disrespectful but like i'm sure there were and it's just like get over yourself i almost yeah. uh i almost went to that
1: game a bunch of people from my work went and they had an extra ticket and they wanted to take me but i i had to work but uh the next day uh my friend was like oh it would have been so much fun if you were there and i was
0: like <laughs> you would have not have enjoyed my company he's a huge warriors <laughs> fan yeah, yeah, yeah. We were watching. You and I were watching that Blazers win over the Warriors together at a bar. Yeah, that's and there was fun. a Warriors fan sitting nearby, and you know, he wasn't necessarily enjoying our company either, but he was really nice about it. Yeah, he was. He was very civil. We were able yeah. to kind of uh, uh, talk
1: a little ball with him and, and keep it like respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Warriors uh, still don't like them. Still, still bored making to death the news. of hearing about them. Um, and another story that I don't really have a whole lot to say about, I just thought it was so weird. Um, Blake Griffin is being sued for palimony by his former girlfriend. Yeah. I didn't know that you could, this is kind of like unprecedented, right?
0: So what is palimony? Uh. Why is it different from alimony? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. (laughs) My first thought was like, I know what alimony is. I don't know what palimony is. Oh, it's It's
1: compensation made by one member of an unmarried couple to the other after separation. Okay, well, there you go. So they got a word for it. So it's They have two it. kids
0: together. Yeah. And he left her because he was obsessed with Kendall Jenner, apparently. Uh-huh. And uh, now she wants money, probably to help raise their children. I mean, he would... Take
1: care of his kids, right? It's not like he. Oh, well, we don't know.
0: We have no idea. Sean Camp had like nine kids by eight women. Well, wow. <laughs> I think that's. Um, if that's wrong, I'm going to feel like a real jerk. The, uh, uh.
1: I guess, yeah, I guess it's oh, not as weird by as six, I thought.
0: Excuse me. Seven.
1: <laughs> that's so pretty bad. Um, I, yeah, I just, I didn't know that that was a thing, but I guess it makes sense. He yeah, did, like, talk her out of.
0: We yeah, basically her and, she's like, arguing that job job and... he ruined her career and now he needs a baby. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I am I feel like Blake Griffin is the kind of guy who would take care of his kids. And as far as her situation, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Tough, uh, tough month for Blake. Those pistons yeah. are not looking too good.
0: No. Now was a quick pop and then... Right yeah, down.
1: people like to get ahead of themselves with these things. It's just like, sort of like the Cleveland thing. We'll see in a, a month if they're with the... Uh, you know. Oh, yeah, that's a fun one to get ahead of, but yeah, agreed. Yeah, they've uh, they played some good games against yeah. teams that aren't really playing well, like the Boston Celtics, oh, who mean. really stink right now. Um,
0: All-Star break. Everything will be determined after the All-Star break.
1: Yeah. Um, finally, I wasn't going to post this story, but we actually talked about this a little bit the other night, and we mm-hmm. disagree, so I thought we could uh, revisit the discussion. Yeah, and by the way, there is news attached with this today, which is cool. Oh, I didn't see the news, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what that is. But, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Paul Pierce's uh, jersey was retired on Sunday, and he says that he thinks Kevin Garnett's will definitely be retired. I
0: believe they should retire Kevin Garnett's number. You think they shouldn't? Well, I was a little bit creating an, uh, a discussion point, but I'm not sure if they should or not. But I'm not as overwhelmingly convinced as you are. By the way, just as a completely random aside, did you know that the Rockets are now in first place in the Western Conference? I did know that. Yeah, That's crazy. Ten in a row. Uh, so, yeah. So what I said was that—I said a few things. I said that um, that Pierce has said that, that, uh, that he thinks KG would rather have his number retired by the Celtics than the Wolves. Uh-huh. And then I told you that um, KG had a problem with the Wolves because of the way they handled Flip Saunders— Death. Yeah. And one of the parts of that problem was that they they didn't put up a banner for Flip. Which they just did. Which they just did. So uh, I think that's probably intended to, you know, help repair those fences and also honor someone who should be honored in in Minnesota. But yeah, so as to the question at hand, um, KG was obviously KG's number should be retired by Minnesota. He's the greatest Timberwolf of all time.
1: Yeah, for Um, sure. For
0: sure. Should it also be retired in Boston? He won a title, Mm -hmm. but obviously not every member of a title team gets their jersey retired. He was, however, one of the two or three best players on the title team. He is... he didn't win the finals MVP, but he was probably
1: the best player that season. Mm-hmm. Um and, and he did and he did
0: and he did he is credited with changing the organizational culture.
1: He did. In a and in a played... way that still all these years later still resonates. Um played for six me, years. Six years, yeah. Six years, made two finals, won one. Uh, was sort of the anchor of uh, their defense, um, and yeah, just just played great, great basketball, and was uh, really, really beloved. Um, I think uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. By the um, way, finished third in
0: the MVP race in two thousand eight. That's not surprising. He, was so, yeah, he I, was so good that year, and 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 this is a weird way to look at it, but also provided them with their current team by agreeing to be traded to the Brooklyn Nets. That's true. That's part of yeah. his legacy for sure. I yeah. am a huge, 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 huge KG fan. Uh huh. So I'm going to say that I think they should retire his number because his number should be retired by every team. I just love him, and <laughs> any team that wants to retire his number should be retired in New probably not going to be retired in New York, but it should be as well. <laughs> uh, so let's re- let's go ahead. I am officially uh, changing my mind and saying yes to Kevin. Like wow. it matters what I think anyway, but yes to Kevin <laughs> Kevin Garnett's jersey retirement.
1: I'm I'm so pleased with
0: my uh, powers of persuasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of adds up. It's You know, it's not a slam dunk, I don't think. I mean, Paul Pierce is a slam dunk, although maybe calm down uh, former Celtics saying he's the greatest offensive player in Celtics history. Maybe take a seat. But um, I do think that uh, Paul Pierce is a no-brainer, you know, to find that franchise for decades. Um, but, yeah, KG, who knew? But, yeah, you kind of made good, good points. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see. We'll, well see. Well, who knew, I guess, was everyone but me, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> That's fine. Yeah,
1: if it's not KG, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, unless they win a title in the next, you know, four or five years, no no current Celtic is going to get their jersey retired, so. Uh,
0: I think KG, uh, KG, Kyrie certainly has a, they rhyme, um, has the best chance of any current Celtic, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean even people that you're really excited about right now, like Jason Tatum. I mean, it just it Jersey retirements are like Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's team Hall of Fame, not league Hall of Fame, but still, it's it. it, And the Celtics do have the most by far, although that is also because they've won the most championships. But it's just like it's it's not done lightly there. I mean, Rajon Rondo's not getting his jersey retired. No, and Ray Allen isn't either. You 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 have
1: to be an integral uh, uh, component of a a championship. Would Ray Allen have
0: gotten his jersey retired there if he hadn't left for Miami?
1: I don't know. Um, I, I, I definitely think he would have had a better chance. Um, but it is five years instead of six years. And, you know, Ray Allen is obviously a great player, and he was great on the Celtics. But it was it was a notch below Pierce and Garnett. You know, um, he obviously could do, uh, do a lot offensively, but he just wasn't as versatile as either of those other two guys. And he kind of no-showed... Uh, in the in the playoffs
0: year they won the title. So I don't should know. If if the Sonics come back should Seattle retire, his number. I, he never made it to the finals or the conference finals. Milwaukee Bucks he did. But I would in say Seattle, five years
1: I, I would say if
0: mm, Oh he did make the conference semifinals, yeah.
1: If they had like stayed um if they if they had never left I don't think there would be any chance that Seattle would retire his number, but if they come back, um some something like that will probably happen to connect whatever new iteration of the team the new iteration of the team is uh, to correct it to connect it to their history. So I yeah, but we'll just retire Gary Payton's number for that. Yeah, I guess I guess that would be more likely. Um did I mean, they ever, I love
0: Ray uh, Allen. Did they ever retire Sean Kemp's number? Uh not as far as I know. I think that would also be more likely. I mean, I don't think... I, listen, Ray Allen gave me my last great and most, you know, really enjoyable year of basketball, which was 2005. Mm-hmm. But uh, I... And I have a lot of love for him mm-hmm. as a Sonic. But I think, I mean, we're not that... I don't think we're quite that desperate. I mean, the Sonics have uh, not as many retired numbers as the Celtics. But there are six or so players. What do You got, you got like Dennis Johnson. No, they've never retired Dennis Johnson's number in Seattle. What? They totally... Should that is crazy? Uh, they totally should. No, it's Gus Williams, Nate McMillan, Lenny Wilkins, Spencer Haywood, Fred Brown, and Jack Sigma. Huh? And I absolutely think they should. I mean, we've who, had multiple other Hall of Famers. Who among them? There. Who among those people uh, was on the '79 championship team? Gus Williams and uh, Fred Brown and Jack Sigma. and Spencer Haywood. You have to. I mean, he's a legend. Right? Wasn't well, change the NBA
1: wasn't uh Dennis Johnson considered to be the, like the best player Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. But I think there was a lot of uh you know, there were some feelings. There were some feels after he left.
1: Okay, I see. I see. Uh
0: although I mean, you know, he was traded. I don't I don't know. I, I have no idea why they never retired. I, I I there was like I remember there being something there was some kind of like uh he choked in the finals and the year before. I don't know. There was some kind of something, maybe words he said. I have no idea. Um, you know, they could also retire Bill Russell's number as a coach, um, which would be, you know, or put a banner up for him. I guess you don't put a number up, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I think Peyton obviously is the main candidate. I don't, Patrick Ewing's not getting retired by the Se- the Seattle Sonics, nor is David. No, Thompson. he played on it for like one year. One year, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, these you know Sarunas Marcialionis is. He's, one year. I mean, Spencer Haywood is is it really other than um, GP? You know, the Sonics won one championship, made it to one other finals. I mean, they're not. You know, they're they're better than a lot of teams in the league history wise, but they're not like you know. Yeah, they're not, and they're, they're not going to retire winters. Kevin Durant's number. I can tell you that right now.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure, they will not. Um, <laughs> Although he's arguably. I guess not – while they were the Supersonics, he only played there as like a
0: rookie, right? A rookie. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, is he better than – yeah, probably better than Gary Payton. Uh, Kevin Durant? Yeah, Maybe not as a rookie, but like he's definitely,
1: you know, now a better player than Gary Payton. Uh, Payton had a
0: pretty good career. But yeah, I – I mean, Gary Payton is awesome and and was awesome. But like Kevin Durant is – One of the best players of all time. Five or six best. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, David Johnson, uh, Dennis Johnson, by the way, a phenomenal uh, Sonic, um, but yeah. So maybe they maybe they do that. Although he's, it's sad that he's you know gone, but yeah. Peyton Peyton has a has said many many times that he does not want his number retired by uh, the Thunder, um, and uh, and that he will only want his re- number retired if and when the team do, comes back.
1: Do the Thunder have any um, retired jerseys, or do they? Oh, do I
0: doubt th- it. Th- yeah, have they been around long enough? Let's see. Um, Retired numbers, well, they do apparently, but that's got to just be the. It's just old, probably old. Uh... It is every. It's just the old ones. Yeah, they've done nothing. So they keep the supersonic numbers retired for now. Although I don't, I yeah, I like I said to you in some previous conversation of this, the 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 wide expectation uh, around the Sonics fandom and the league in general and legally is that you know once the. Um, once the if, if and when the Sonics come back, the Thunder would uh, give them their history back. Um, sure, already, sure. This, Seattle already owns the name and the colors and all that kind of stuff, so it's not that's not an issue. But the history, there was some deal in place that like didn't happen, so it would have to be renegotiated. But I just cannot imagine that it wouldn't happen. The league would just basically say no, get this done. Uh-huh. And, and uh, yeah, what, what do the Thunder want with it? You know what I mean? That there's no. What is exciting is that uh, there's some uh, continuing buzz right now about. Uh, NBA expansion to Mexico City and Seattle like it just came up again Um, Dan Issel remember him? Mexico City Uh, Dan Issel no I don't remember him Dan Issel played for the I mean he's a Hall of Fame player for the the, in the ABA and as well in the NBA for the Nuggets he was a 70s and 80s Hall of Fame Nuggets player Uh missing like a front tooth if I recall correctly very distinctive looking but anyway um, he's from Louisville and he was like uh, talking about how they're creating some um uh, or he's from went to college in Louisville but he's he's talking about creating a group in Louisville to try to get into the expansion that he thinks is about to happen uh-huh and obviously he's an insider i mean you know former hall of fame player former basketball former professional player mm-hmm. um but basically yeah apparently the nba by all accounts is just like ragingly um interested in mexico city
1: interesting that's yeah. interesting
0: that, that would basically be the reason yeah this is why i want to bring it up cuz it's not really a seattle story seattle would be like basically carriage riding on that like they want to do two teams and it would obviously probably be seattle they'd have to have the other team be in the eastern conference right uh i don't know apparently apparently mexico city seattle is the most likely pairing
1: i guess you could just throw like a team like you know like why is new orleans in the western conference exactly
0: throw them in the east that makes a lot more sense for travel reasons and then then do that but i i mean yeah apparently they just like view mexico city as just this untapped you know like, untapped diamond mind or something. Interesting. Vibranium mind to reference our vibranium. <laughs> uh, Very so, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's oh. really interesting. I don't know.
1: We forgot yeah. one other basketball movie. What we do we Celtic Pride. With oh, yeah. yeah. We also forgot skin. Eddie. Eddie, yeah. I've, seen, I've got that one on DVD.
0: Oh, man. I've, I can I've see, see right it right now. <laughs> I've seen it, but not in a long time. Yeah, I'm into this idea of, of watching these basketball movies. Eddie, Eddie is pretty terrible. Um... Yeah, but I'd watch it again.
1: But it's watchably terrible. It's not, it's not bad like Thunderstruck bad. It's just not it's not a very good movie, but it is it's pretty watchable. Um that's my memory. Celtic Pride. Do you know it was written by Judd Apatow? Huh, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, it is. Um not very good either, but but uh fairly entertaining. Um And Dan Aykroyd and Daniel Stern are both great. Yes, yes they are. Cool. Well, all right. I mean, well, That's everything for does today. It, right? Huh? Yeah what a what a great week so we're we're still debating. we may or may not
0: watch the All-Star game. Um, I think it's going to be a no. oh yeah, you're not around on Sunday Well, so I have a job interview on Monday mm-hmm. in the South Bay, and I found out today that it's quite early in the morning, so I think I'm going to go down to the South Bay and stay in a hotel on Sunday night.
1: Oh cool. um well, maybe when you're in your hotel
0: are you is your fiance going with you or are you're going to be on your no? Own? Just me. Yeah. So
1: maybe you just kick back, order a little
0: room service, watch the All Star game, and we can still talk about it next week. That sounds great. We can we can uh, live text message about it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
1: I will most likely watch it or at least watch some of it. Um, it is always kind of excruciating. Would you rather watch Th- Thunderstruck or a random? all-star game from like the last five
0: years like an (laughs) all-star game from like five years ago oh you have the hard this is herb with the hard questions (laughs) uh i really don't want to watch thunderstruck uh probably the all-star game wow Hmm. i really don't want to watch thunderstruck don't forget it's not just that it's apparently a really terrible movie it is a oklahoma city thunder film I didn't tell you all the rules though. If you choose the All Star game, you have to also sit die on a bed of nails yeah. while you watch it. Uh yeah. Um still going with the All Star <laughs> game. <laughs> no, at that point obviously I would choose uh the other way. But oh god, can I just not you know? Yeah, you don't have you don't have to do either. Yeah. You want to turn this into gun control podcast for ten minutes? No, I don't actually want to at all. But
1: uh, yeah, I, we—I mean, you know, we don't have to get super serious and talk about that. But uh, no. it is—it's—it's uh, it's, it's just beyond surreal uh, what's happening in this country and, and all the fallout from it and, and all. Yeah, the, uh...
0: yeah, loving the comments from Tommy Lehren. Why do I even read this stuff? All right, I know anyway. she's so she's, infuriating, but that's—that's that's what worst.
1: she's built to do. You know? Yeah, that's her deal. She's meant to antagonize people like us, um, and it totally, totally works because she just says the most like reprehensible, stupid stuff. Um, ugh. Yeah. yeah, but she's the worst. Cool, but go yeah. see a comic book movie and try not to freak out too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, good watch in this all the world. Com- I still need to watch Spider Man. Man, I need to. Oh, Spider Man was so good. I loved it. Yeah, I, I, need, to, it, like, I need to watch twice it twice in the theater. I need to watch it. Like, how can I even say Black Panther's the best one? I've never seen Spider Man.
1: Yeah, I I think for me personally, Spider Man is just like one of my all time favorite superhero characters. Yeah, and uh, because this is really, as much as I liked the first two Sam Raimi ones, I feel like you know it's it's a kind of a different take on the character, but the movies are, are still pretty good. This this is the first time that it really feels like the the Peter Parker from the comic book has been realized on the big screen. So. And in, in that am, sense I probably enjoyed it more than uh, uh, Black Panther but more more objectively I just think the Black Panther is it's just the, the better
0: film you know Yeah I am not a fan of um Toby Maguire mhm really at all um, What about Andrew Garfield? Uh, the Andrew Garfield I, saw, I only saw the first one I didn't see the second one um, but I enjoyed that one I thought it was fun Wow uh, I hated that movie Oh well right, I there hated you go. it I only saw. Like, it once. I'm like a little mad right now
1: that you liked it. The first one, yeah. I like I said, I only saw it once. Oh, but
0: God, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I thought it
1: was so bad. I rewatched. I rewatched them both not too long ago, um, no. as, or as much as I could. Uh,
0: they're they're just so terrible. I just really hate <laughs> these movies.
1: All
0: right. Well, I like I you know I don't really remember. I saw it in the theater right around the time it opened. Like I you know who knows. But um, but I remember liking it. I don't know. Those but, movies made a ton of
1: money, yeah. and they still didn't bother making the third one just because people were like, eh.
0: Like, yeah, they I mean, were profitable,
1: to to... but they were so like disliked that Sony was just like, man, do we really want to put anyone through this again?
0: By the way, who is excited about this Venom movie?
1: Um, well, people, when we saw the trailer last night, people plotted. I No,
0: I do not get it. I've always thought Venom was dumb.
1: I think Venom is a great character. Um, yeah. I thought they really, really blew it. Uh, with his uh, portrayal in Spider Man Three, which is a terrible, terrible movie. I never um, saw that. Yeah, it's like it's shockingly bad. That movie broke me. I was so excited for it because I loved Spider Man so much, and mm-hmm. I thought Spider Man Two was so good. Mm-hmm. I literally would go online every day for like a year to see if any like news about oh, Spider Man Three. Wow. Yeah, and I was so excited, and it's just. You know, it's not like like when The Phantom Menace came out, you know, I was a little bit younger. And I kind of just with all the hype and with all the anticipation and excitement, I, I kind of didn't realize how bad that movie was until I sort of had a chance to kind of think about it and parse it out. Like when I saw The Phantom Menace, I was like, cool, that was a Star Wars movie. That was good, I guess. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, wow, that, that was really, really terrible. With, <laughs> with Spider-Man 3, it was like as soon as it started, it was like, oh, man, they really screwed this up. This this was just so from from the top down like everything about it is just ill conceived and uh, poorly executed. Um, you should watch it though. So we can yeah, that sounds great. You're really is there a basketball scene.
0: There's no basketball scene. Can I can I get like a summer of awful movies from Herb? Uh, so, uh like here, this is garbage. You should watch it. That's watch such it. a great idea.
1: Oh, God. I, I make you watch myself? horrible movies and we discuss them. Yeah.
0: I already visit did our, uh, <laughs> Visit our Patreon account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'll think about it anyway. But, um, yeah, no, I, um, I'll, I'll watch it. I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, I'm a big John Hughes fan. I just found out yesterday that Daria has never seen a John Hughes film, which is crazy. What? Yeah. So quickly, I was like, you know. Quickly,
1: before we go. Top three John
0: Hughes movies. Oh. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Uh The Breakfast Club, and then Pretty in Pink.
1: For me, uh, Breakfast Club number one. Um, probably this is a little. This might be a little controversial, but for me, number two's got to be uh, Planes, Strains and Automobiles. I love oh, that, that. Is movie.
0: a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Then number yeah. three, I don't know. Definitely not Flubber. He didn't direct that. Uh, he wrote the screenplay.
1: Yeah. yeah, when you throw in stuff that he wrote, uh, then it gets, like, pretty crazy. Because he, like, wrote Vacation, he wrote Home Alone, he wrote... Man, but he directed
0: Weird Science and Uncle
1: Buck. He I mean, directed Uncle Buck? Yeah. yeah I kind of like that movie. Yeah. but yeah, Did I he mean, direct
0: um, Mr. Mom? You know what? He didn't even direct Pretty in Pink, so I can't use that one. He didn't he direct it. Pretty in Pink? No, he wrote it. But Pretty in Pink was directed... He didn't write direct... Mr. Mom, there, he only wrote the characters. Pretty in Pink was directed by Howard Deutsch from wow. a I had John no Hughes idea. script. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to okay, so I'm gonna say Ferris Bueller's Day Off, then the Breakfast Club, then Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, I'll go with you. My mind is like shattered. <laughs> I've always thought of that as being a movie directed by John Hughes. Wow. No, written, written by, clearly. Wow. Wow. But wow. and man would I love nothing more than to see the secret Ducky Winds ending. I wish that was a thing that we could still get to see. Did you, uh,
1: when uh, Harry Dean Stanton was on this uh, show, uh, he was on this podcast and, uh, you know, he's, uh, by the way. he's the dad in Pretty in Pink and yeah. someone uh, someone that was on the podcast was like, hey, you know, I always thought the ending to Pretty in Pink was so weird that, you know, she ended up going with sort of uh, the character who conventionally in a film like that, you'd go with the other guy, right? she ends up kind of, like, dating the, the heartthrob object of her desires. And typically, in movies like that, it's like, oh, you know, this, that's only what you thought you want. You were chasing this ideal, But the mm-hmm. real good match for you is, like, the kind of the more endearing, relatable, nerdy guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, like, went on this, this woman on this podcast, went on this, like, kind of, like, long sort of explanation for why she thought the ending was disappointed and asked Harry Dean Stanton what he thought of it. And he just, like,
0: said, I don't give up. Beep <laughs> <laughs> He
1: had no opinion.
0: By the way, two hundred movies for Harry Dean Stanton. Did he ever make anything better than Retro Man than than Repo Man?
1: Uh I would say that my favorite Harry Dean Stanton film is, is easily, easily uh Repo Man. Yeah. I and mean,
0: Repo Man but is phenomenal. F-
1: he's he's uh he's in he's in a uh, Alien, that's really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah um, He's a bigger character in Repo Man, right? Yeah, yeah. I also never saw Paris, Texas, and I've heard that movie's wonderful. I also have never seen it, but it is on my shelf waiting to be watched. So at yeah. some point, I will see it. But yeah, Repo Maybe Man we can watch is it together so good. Repo Man is one of my favorite movies. I oh, really he was love it. Oh, Wise Blood. That's also on my shelf. Man, Harry Dean Stanton had a hell of a career. He really did. He did a lot of stuff. And he was a really great actor. Yeah, he really was. He was in The Last Temptation of Christ? I don't remember that. God, I hate that movie.
1: I've never seen it. That is Martin Scorsese's worst film, as far as I'm concerned. Wow. That's,
0: he's got, Martin Scorsese has some really bad movies, but I do not like that movie. I need to watch it again, um, mm-hmm. but, because it's also on my shelf, but, oh, God, I do not like that movie. What percentage of movies that you own do you think you haven't watched? I've seen about
1: 30%. 30% of the movies that you own you've watched? Yeah. That's crazy.
0: Well, I mean, it's a project, right, so. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, it would be ridiculous if it wasn't a project. to be like, why are you buying all these movies you've never seen? But, you know, because it's a thing, you know. I definitely yeah. have. Plenty of movies that I bought and haven't watched yet, but you've seen them before, right? Well, the Planet of the Apes
1: ones I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't
0: know what you're doing with that. Yeah, odd. it was only
1: twenty bucks. So annoying. You're annoying. Yeah. All right, I gotta go. I gotta get right. to work. I gotta yeah. do yeah. a few things beforehand. Yeah, um, yeah. A pleasure our, as always. Always a pleasure yeah. spending time with you, and it's always a pleasure spending time with you, our listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time.
1: Yeah, later.